Khuri, a technical expert and the founder of Together MDM. Uh, we are a blockchain solution provider for master data management, and I'm here with my co-host, Brian. We spend a lot of time researching and studying various aspects of blockchain technology and using it to build products. I'm passionate about sharing my understanding and ideas with the community and helping drive innovation in this space. Now, let me hand over it to my co-host, Brian, who will introduce himself and give us a sneak peek into today's exciting discussion. Hey, thanks, Chuck. Good to hear your voice again. Back for another episode 19. My name is Brian. I've been in the staffing business, uh, IT staffing business for 25 plus years. Um, and uh, blockchain is a passion of mine. So uh, Chuck and I have known each other for a very long time and known each other for a very long time. And uh, we've uh, started this podcast. So uh, it's exciting. Today, um, I think we're talking about today, planning your first blockchain project. Basically, it's so very similar to planning any project, whether it's a house or a, a development project, but uh, obviously details differ. So uh, we're going to go over that, give some examples. Chuck has a great example uh, that we'll talk about uh, in depth and go from there. And uh, always remember to uh, like, subscribe to this uh, podcast, and uh, you can also listen to it. Subscribe to this uh, podcast, and uh, you can also listen to it on Spotify, Google, and Apple. Chuck, take it away. Yes, we uh, explored blockchain is well suited for a lot of digital assets in the last few episodes, Brian. So today we are going to treat employee handbook as a digital asset, you know, and see Love how it. we can uh, use that as an example to plan our project. Right. Cool. So one of the things you may ask, hey, Chuck, why did you pick employee handbook as an example? Yeah, right? Chuck, why did you pick employee handbook <laughs> as an example? <laughs> uh, because I know as we, we all are like use employee handbook for some fashion or the other. I think everybody's familiar with the whole process of, you know, signing and uh, sure. and then blockchain is really good for digital assets. And if you consider employee handbook as a digital asset, right, uh, that can be a good use case. And also the project is not, I try to pick a simple project so that it has a, uh, that can be a good use case. And also the project is not, I try to pick a simple project so that it has, doesn't have a lot of complexity, you know, and everybody's familiar and also gives a chance to, uh, if somebody's using it in their company, it gives them a chance to get all their employees the using of uh, wallets and, you know. For sure. That's a big step in blockchain. It's not like just signing up like a regular app, right? So, and it's usable way, very company. And guess what? I learned a lot. So, and it's usable way, very company. And guess what? I learned a lot when I was researching this project, when I was researching this project, right? Yeah, I did but too. I, I learned a lot. Exactly. Huh? I said, I learned a lot as well. Yeah. Did you know it's a legal document <laughs> handbook? Yeah, of course. It is a legal document that you, you sign off on it. Yeah, you're, you're responsible. Yeah. And then this, the idea of an e-signature, uh, particularly when DocuSign and these guys come out, they had to go through a lot of approvals, like courts recognizing what is a good signature, what is not a legal signature, you know, when is it considered or signed? Luckily, there has been a lot of uh, effort on getting blockchain to be considered as an e-signature. Right? right? And then DocuSign actually considered 
using blockchain for e-signature. Oh, really? They decided to not use it because it's too expensive. Oh, really? They decided to not use it because it's too expensive. Because they were, everybody needs Ether and managing it on a public blockchain right. becomes really messy. So they didn't. <clears throat> so they still use their own proprietary signature, hmm. encrypted signature policy. Right. And then also many third companies use, like, you know, many companies use yeah, third parties. Yeah, right? So parties. Exactly. they don't have control. You know, that's a problem in a lot of cases, right? They can get breached. Your data is right there. Yeah. And, and putting employee handbook on a blockchain is, I, I feel like it was a great product to go by, you know? So just so that that's why I picked it. Makes hundred percent sense. sense. So, so when we talk about software projects, right? Planning a project, I think everybody here in our audience knows how to manage projects. They've done it a lot. Basically it's defining your goals, define developing the product, deploying and tests, monitoring scripts, and onboarding users. Those, those are the pretty much five standard steps in no matter how you look at it. So what we decided to do today is go through these five steps specific to blockchain, mm -hmm. right? What does defining goals in a blockchain mean? What is developing a product in blockchain mean? What is testing and monitoring and what is onboarding? Very, you know? Right. I like it. Specifically. I like it. Yeah. And then I think before, this is my personal, uh, you know, uh, feeling about projects in general. Every time we start something, we need to make sure it's viable. You know, is it even worth it? Right. Oh, for sure. Right. Will it for save sure. money? I mean, there's always, you know, you whiteboard or you do whatnot and, you know, think of the wild stuff, but you know, what's, yeah, what's, what's feasible exactly. Yeah, and what does it typically cost to do something like this, right? So I had to do, I did some analysis for yeah, each of these steps. What you come up with? This one. So I came up with it, it I think it's about, uh, so, okay, let me step back. Currently, we have to see how much companies are spending to get their handbooks signed Correct. up. Correct. Yeah. Right? And a thousand people, uh, employees in a company, the cost is anywhere between 50,000 to 100. I mean, you got to be kidding. Started 50 to a hundred thousand dollars for a thousand people. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. The, the most of the costs are, uh, usually in developing the content. There is a lot of lawyers fees that goes into evaluating to see if it's legal. Sure. Right. So a lot of that goes in that. So every, a lot of that goes in that. So every year, every time they make a change, they spend a lot of every year, every time they make a change, they spend a lot of in legal fees. Right. Oh yeah. Right. And then they spend a lot of money on this post to manage, you know, and the internal yep. IT so that they broke it from 50 Right. You're kind of, Chuck, you're kind of breaking up there. It's all right. You're kind of breaking up a little bit. You're freezing. Is it better now? A little bit. Am I still there or not? Yeah, you're still, it's, like a, it's like a freeze. It's like a you're getting frozen and then you're fine for a little while, then it then it pings and then you freeze again. So you're fine right now. 
Oh, you're frozen. Yeah. Let me shut on some of the apps. In my See, you got like 19 monitors over there. You got all kinds of stuff going on. I get it. I'm closing down some <laughs> of the stuff. You're a busy man. Yeah, I, I'm. A, it should. It. Visual code running. Okay. Yeah, you're. Is it better now? A little bit, yeah. I think for the time being. Okay. So when I planned this project, I looked at how long it takes, what type of it takes, what type of resources you need, and what are the cost estimates for each of these right. phases. Right. For de defining goals and choosing a platform, it's about two weeks, uh, a project manager and a blockchain architect, about five to 10,000. And developing adapt components, it's about four weeks. And most of these are based on my experience with blockchain, uh, how long it takes, right. right? The resources are the same. So now let me ask this. a blockchain project can be done from four Did to you, um, are these people that you would hire there or are these, so you would hire these people for, you know, a month or what, you know, a project basis of, you know, how many other people you're going to hire? Or would, did you also look at, hey, if I if I hired a company that, that wanted to do it as well, did you look at that area or just strictly, hey, if I'm going to hire these people? So most IT companies will have most of these resources, like, right? They would have a project manager. They have, you would have UXOI designers. They have their own HR, IT support training specialists. They just need the blockchain. Right? They would have their developer. Yeah, so they just need a blockchain expert. Got it. They, Right now, they could outsource all of this to some company who have all these people and get it done. Also, right? That was one. Uh, that was one thing I was looking at. I, I didn't realize there's so many companies. I mean, obviously, the big boys are in the space, which is surprising how big a, a footprint they have. But uh, there's a ton of companies in that space that do it that have different niches. It's uh, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. There are a lot of, because most of the companies have most of these resources, all they need is a blockchain architect. Oh, yeah. And then they, they, and then most of the rest of the resources they have in-house. Right. So, they, 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 so this project is actually pretty good because the benefits of this is once you do the, your first blockchain, you are already building a lot of the expertise or the interfaces or training your users. So this would be a very good business. I feel like this is totally viable. For sure. Okay. And, I mean, and, if, uh, if, so what and is... I think anybody wants to do this, they should do it. Right? It's it's cheaper. Yeah. What was it? Total... And it's more efficient. What was the total cost? Would you, would you think of this one? It's about forty-five, eighty-five oh, hundred. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That's definitely a lot cheaper. And you get to keep all the. Yeah, all the stuff is on your, and it's all right, highly secure, irrefutable data. Yes. Yeah, particularly let's see if I if I have my employee contract, even if forget the employee handbook, a lot of the employee right. contracts, right? They're not in a secure location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like on some file system somewhere, with only a few people who can right. access it. But still, all the developers, everybody can see it. Other administrators can see it, right? Putting it on a blockchain would be very secure. If you put it on a 
company uh, like a DocuSign or third party, then it's not secure. It's I mean, it's secure, but it's vulnerable. Right. Right. So you remove that vulnerability away. Yep. So coming back to our steps, right, from a blockchain, uh, like any other project, you really need to, when we define the goals and choosing the platform, right, choosing the platform is important as a step one. And one of the reasons I did this cost estimates is the cost of a blockchain for significantly from using a public blockchain or a private blockchain. Right. Right. If I'm a 10 people or a 20 people employee, I might as well put it on a public blockchain. It's a lot cheaper. Right. And I don't need to build a separate blockchain. Right. Um, my cost will be a lot lower because I'm only spending maybe a thousand dollars on the whole. Mm. Right. A thousand dollars worth of ether will probably work my solve my problem. Yeah, exactly. Right. I don't have to build a whole network. But then if I have a thousand people, then maybe the blockchain, public blockchain might become more expensive. Right. Yep. You might want to do a private blockchain. So you'd want to define like choose your platform, what type of things. And then another things when I do, when I define a project is, okay, what are my success metrics? Yeah, I mean, I think how do is, I, yeah, I mean, this is you know, obviously with any project, right? With any, it's the most critical part. You got to understand where you're, uh, you know, exactly what you're going to be doing. And then does it make sense from there, right? Yes. And then we also define, okay, what are the functions we want to implement in this project, right? What functions will my blockchain DAP should accomplish in this project? Right. right? So I list out my functions. And then we also list out what are the test criteria to make sure these functions are working? Right. How am I going to test this? Right. So know that, oh, yeah, this is the function I'm going to write. But then what constitutes, how would I test it? So you want to define that all up front. And then you also want to define who are the people who are going to use this. Right. So that you know what these people are, who to talk to, you know, who to engage. Right. In developing. So that is the step one. Right. Defining goals and choosing a platform. The first step is basically you want to know what platform it is. You know who the users are. You want to know what your success metrics are so that people who are doing the project know, okay, I need to meet these metrics, right? right? And what my functions are, what my users are, and what my test rating. And all this can be done in like a couple of weeks. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Yeah. I, I mean, with, with you know, new technology and, and such, it's, it's, you know, even if it takes you a little bit extra time, I think this is a, a very critical stage to lay the foundation, right? You got to, I mean, private network or public network. Those are pretty big decisions right there. Right. Yes. So, um, you know, it's not like you're just going to get a quick piece of software to add on to our finance division to help them with, you know, a billing application. This is uh, you know, really, this is, you know, taking over an entire process. So yeah, it's, it's a yes. very critical. Yep. So once we, that, we do that, then we are ready to develop the components because we already identified what functionality. So for a blockchain, the things are, first things is you have to write the smart contracts. Smart contracts is where the code is, right? You write it in Solidity. You write these functions in Solidity language. These are called smart contracts. So once you write those functions and then you say, okay, this function needs to, let's say you're storing your employee handbook in a box or in a Google Drive or somewhere right? 
or maybe a secure location somewhere. You need to be able to interact with that location, right? Those are called off-chain interactions, right? Maybe somebody is sending an email or some file system. Mm -hmm. So you write your contracts, then you set up these off-chain interactions so that you can communicate with the real world. Once you do that, then you have to test these contracts, test this code in your own laptops or the developer laptop. You know, this project won't require one or two people to test it. So they can test this functionality and then they verify the functionality, right? Once these, these functions are working, then you need a user interface for the users to sign off on the, on the handbook. Of course. Right? Oh, I acknowledge it. I have to read it. So that user interface has to interface with the smart contracts, right? And then once you write that user interface, you validate that user interface. It's just a six-step process for this particular project. And that should take more than, not more than three to four weeks. Yeah, that's pretty good. Okay. And it will cost yeah. about 20 nice. to 40,000. Right? So you pretty much have in six weeks a working app, you know? And then the next thing is like, okay, now we have a app that is working. We did, Let's say we decide a private blockchain or a public blockchain. Now we need to build that blockchain or we need to deploy it mm -hmm. on a public blockchain because we have a working piece of code. Either it can be deployed on a private or a public. If it's private, we have to build it. And then we need to pick a few users and test it thoroughly, you know? so that they know how to understand it, they know how to connect their wallets, yep. right? And then that should be a two week process to get right. this done. Now we have our defined goals are being met. We have a complete contract and a working application. We have deployed it in some chain and the users have tested it. But the next thing we have to do is before we release it to the users, we have to see how do we make sure this is all working and continue to work, right? That's where we have the monitoring and maintenance plan, right? Right, And then we have the metrics we define, but then who is monitoring those metrics? Sure. Right, is it, so we have to write some scripts uh, to make sure those reports are working correctly, right? We need to make sure somebody's monitoring this, somebody's actually making sure it's always available. Right. Mm -hmm. And then we, we, we say, okay, how, and we also, we have to document at this point. Okay. How this all works. Let's say today we deployed the employee handbook this year. How will it be deployed next year? Right. How will it be deployed next year? How we get compliance reporting. So all those things kind of come in that fourth step. Right. And then once all of that is done, we just have to have a plan to help the different users, the thousands of users that are on there to use this. Right. right. They need to get wallets installed in their browser. You know, there were a lot of things they have to do to show them basically, or maybe some mm -hmm. training sessions, right? Right. Maybe develop a document that with clear instructions. Right. Yeah. It's a little different than just, you know, sending out a DocuSign, right? <laughs> so yeah, yeah, people understand what kind of what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And these are the five high-level steps in the detail. What do you think so far? That that's clear, or we should dip, dig deeper into some of the tasks. Yeah, let's let's uh let's dig a little deeper. Like, yeah, let's go. I think you know that's a good general overview, but let's let's dig down a little deeper.
What do you got for us? So basically, let's talk about the yeah. different tasks, right? Identifying problem and requirements, I think that is yep. pretty standard, right? Every We have done that in so many software engines. But the most typical thing is like 